Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana, and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. Hello, 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 hello. This is R.C. Blakes, and I'm excited to be able to be with you today. I, I, you know, as I always tell you, I wish you would just call somebody and let's see if we can get as many people as is humanly possible into this conversation today. This is a good one. This is a good one. And I think that, um, I really think that this one is going to help uh, a lot of you. I want to talk for just you know, a few minutes. I, I know I always say a few minutes and it ends up being the typical 50 minutes to an hour. But I want to talk about uh, husband, hus the husband type. The husband type, you know, because it's the man's job to pursue you as, as a woman. It is the man's job to pursue you. But it is your job to be wise enough to choose the right man for your life and everybody's hung up on type and the reality is that when we boil that thing called type down 90% um, of the time your type is the exact thing that's toxic for you and so I'm thinking that maybe your type has been developed through a, a subtle and subliminal process of social conditioning rather than intentional instruction. Maybe you've not had a father to observe relative to what a husband looks like or maybe you've not had a father to really speak into your life and to say to you, well, this is what a husband looks like. This is what husband material is. And so maybe you're just kind of going off of you know what Hollywood projects and that is you know the type of man you should desire or want is a man that is hypersexual and basically uh, toxically masculine so I thought today that I would just sit down you know from an, from an older guy's perspective and unpack this thing called you know or rather this concept of the husband type or how to know if a man, let's be, to be more specific, how to know if a man is your husband. Now let's, you know, let's start off with throwing out of the window, throwing out of the window that somehow you're just going to float through life and at some point God is just going to rain a man out of the sky and you know the angels are going to play music and voila y'all going to be together mm -mm. I believe that God will ordain you know a certain person or even persons for your life the kind of person that suits your individual purpose in life but it is 
it is always on you as a woman to be able to discern each man and to, to, to know who you are, where you're going, and to be able to determine or decide if this man really fits your future or not. If he's even qualified to be your husband. So for those of you that, that are just praying, praying for a husband, praying for a husband, and you ain't going nowhere but to work in church and locked up in the house all night and day with Netflix, um, chances are slim. Chances are slim. Because at some point, you're going to have to interact and you're going to have to possess certain wisdom to be able to determine contenders from pretenders. So if you go to, um, let's start off like this. And I almost started to turn this, and I may very well do it, I almost started to turn this into a conversation of its own. The guy that is the husband type or the one that would be your husband is a guy, watch this, that has husband energy. I had never thought of that before. The Holy Spirit just kind of dropped that in my heart. He said, this is going to be a guy that has husband energy. You know, I, I, did, this, um, I did this message on YouTube, uh, Never Ignore Man's Energy really trended and still is trending pretty well. Um, but I never thought about a man having husband energy. And then watch this. The Holy Spirit brought me to the scriptures. And in, in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7, it for me, at least the way I see it, it's outlining husband energy. In 1 Peter 3 and 7 it says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Now I know some of you are saying, I don't, I don't see what he means there. This is why you have to ask the Holy Spirit to unpack the scriptures for you. Because when you look at it, it says, likewise ye husbands. Now remember this. A man is not a husband after the wedding. A woman is not a wife after the wedding. A man is a husband before the wedding. A woman is a wife before the wedding. Because a husband is who you are in your very essence and constitution. The wedding simply follows after the husband has found the wife to create the union. But a man has husband energy even when he's dating. You can sense this guy is husband minded. Listen to what the scripture says though. Likewise ye husbands dwell with them Dwell with them. Oh, that's good right there. Husband energy is a man that loves to be with you. And when I say loves to be with you, I'm not talking about rolling through Friday night at 1030, doing whatever y'all do up in that room 
for 15, 20 minutes and then rolling out. That's not being with you. That's disrespecting and abusing you sexually and emotionally, to be quite honest with you. Well, let me not say sexually because you're grown and, and you know, but you are being, being abused emotionally if you're sitting there and you think that this sexual act is going to lead to something uh, spiritual and meaningful. You're being abused emotionally. But when, when the Bible says dwell with them, this is a guy that loves to be with you. He loves your conversation. He loves to spend time with you. He loves to listen to you. He loves to open his life up to you. He just loves to be with you. If a guy in the dating phase does not really enjoy spending time with you apart from sex, which you all know my position on premarital sex, I mean, it's ideal that you do not engage in it, but I'm, you know, I'm a realist. I know most folk are not going to hear that. But if you're just sitting there with a guy that only wants to be around you when it's sexual, he's not, he's not exhibiting husband material. You know, I, 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 love to, I love to hang out with my wife. I love being with my wife. That's my best friend. That's the person I want to hang out with more so than anybody else in the world. I'm so glad our children are grown and out of this house. I don't know what to do. They were cramping my style because I like being with my woman. I, you know what I mean? I love my children and everything. But go, go find your own spot and leave us alone over here. Well, that kind of energy doesn't start after you marry a guy. I loved hanging out with my wife when we were, were young and just dating. I, I mean, I would want to be around that woman all the time because that's what? That's husband energy. And, and Ecclesiastes 5 and 31 says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife. And one version says, or one scripture says, cleave unto his wife. Now, now here's, here's the sad part. Now, let me just help you right here, just to do some thinking. Here's the sad part. A man that loves to be with you um, has been viewed and mishandled and disrespected as um, undesirable, unattractive by a generation of women with broken consciousness. Yeah. See, you, you, you have been conditioned by society to be attracted to a guy that's going to run in Friday night, 10.30, 10.50. He's out of there, and you can't get him on the phone anymore until around Thursday when he's setting up Friday again. And so a man that's available, emotionally available, gives his time to you and really enjoys being with you. Oh, he's too corny. He's too, is he too corny or are you too broken? You say you want a husband, but the Bible says that husbands dwell with their wives. The second thing I see relative to husband energy is that it says, dwell with them according to knowledge. Not only does he dwell with you, but he learns you. I forget what, what um, 
what message it was, but we talked about anybody that loves you learns you. A man that's around you all of the time and is constantly triggering you day after day after day after day and never learns you and, and, and makes you believe that it's always a mistake. He's a liar. Because any man that really loves you, he learns you. And, and as you all go together and grow together, he knows more and more and more about you. And he knows how to manage you and he knows how to handle you. He learns you. Husbands learn their wives. See, like I know my wife. I can look at my wife's, uh, I can just look right there. Right there, that spot on her head, right there, forehead. And I can tell if she's disgusted. I can tell if she's mad. I can tell if she's happy. I don't even look at her eyes. I can just look at that spot right there. And that spot right there is going to tell me everything about where she's at. I know how to handle her. I know what to say to her. Come on, somebody. Because husbands dwell with wives and husbands dwell with them according to knowledge. They learn the wife. They don't only dwell with them according to the knowledge of the word of God, but they learn in a practical, relational sense. They learn what to do with their wives. They learn how to make, uh, how to assist their wives, rather, in being their happiest. And then it says, watch this, likewise, your husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife. Husband energy when husband energy is flowing out of a guy, he always honors you. He always honors you. You know, I don't care where I go, I'm going to honor my wife. In her presence, in her absence, who's ever there, if you don't want to hear about Lisa Blakes, don't come listen to me. Because I'm going to honor my wife. I'm going to tell you what she means to me. I'm going to tell you how important she is to me. I'm going to take care of my wife. There's nothing my wife will ask for that I can provide that I'm not going to provide it. And if I can't provide it, I'm going to start trying to figure out a way to figure out how I can provide it. Because I what? Honor my wife. I handle my wife a certain way. You know, I, I open doors for my wife. And that's not just for show. I don't be feel like opening doors all the time. But for who this woman is to me, it's the least I can do. If a man does not honor you, you walking into a restaurant, he walking in before you on his phone and door slamming in your face. And, 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 and you know, the man coming to the table to take the order, he ordering before you and all of this. And the waiter got to tell him, ladies first. Uh, yeah, there's no honor there. There's no honor there. You all are supposed to be in an exclusive relationship. And you're talking about you hoping this turns into marriage. This dude has Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, and whatever else you can call it, Snapchat. And he doesn't have a picture or a reference to you anywhere. Is that honor? He's not putting out husband energy. Now, so that, that's just introduction. Now, that's a whole lesson to itself, clearly. And I think I'm going to have to develop that, actually. Yeah, that's powerful. But let me get into the main content. Number one, how to know 
if a man is your husband, if he's the, if he's, if he's the husband type, Number one, he articulates his intentions. He articulates his intentions. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about that, 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 that pillar talk. I'm not talking about where y'all in the heat or something and he telling you what you want to hear. I'm my wife, you wifey, you wifey. And there you are. You know what I'm talking about. And there you just gone. I'm talking about, no, no, I'm talking about when when, when things are calm and normal and we don't have all of the, the sexual energy and the lust working and, and you all are just having clear, relevant conversation, if this guy is potentially your husband, he's going to articulate the fact that he believes, number one, your wife material, number two, he believes you're his wife. And number three, he believes you're, he's your husband. If you haven't heard that, you're just around here wishing up on a star. You may as well pull a tooth out, put it under the pillow, and, and wait for the tooth fairy. A man that's your husband does not have to be coached into talking about marriage. He doesn't have to be coerced into having discussions about marriage. Any man, any man that you have uh, to, to put the words in this dude's mouth is not your husband. You, you, you practically... You're just dishonoring yourself. You're practically begging, begging this man to marry you. And you're begging this man to marry you because you've been a wife to him in every way but a ring and a license. You're cooking for him. You're giving him sex on demand. You, you know, some of you all have had babies for these, these people. And so now you're just basically trying to coerce him into saying, you know, let's get married, you're my wife. That ain't why dude ever signed up. Dude signed up because he wanted exactly what he's getting. That's access to your body sexually. He never wanted a commitment. At least he, he never wanted to make a commitment to you. You know, a man that would be your husband, again, he articulates his intentions. He's not a double talker. And, and he knows what he wants. He communicates his intentions. He lets you know, through communicating his intentions, he lets you know, I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant. I'm not, I'm not here, you know, for, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I'm a covenant man. You know, I, I want to be married. This is my vision. This is where I want to go in life. I, I, I love what I see and what I feel in you. Um, I love you because A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And I would love for you to be my wife. I'd love for you to consider being my wife. He's not a guy that's just around here just constantly pushing your, 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 your sexual buttons and keeping you high on lust 
and just, you know, carrying you away with a whole lot of empty promises. No, he's a man that, that clearly communicates his intentions. Now, here's the sad thing. Some of you have had men that clearly communicated their intentions, but because these guys were actually husband material and had husband energy, you weren't turned on by them. Because you've been conditioned through all of the trauma, through all of the social conditioning, through the media, through the movies, and so forth and so on, to desire the bad boy. And so when, a, when an actual husband shows up, eh, I'm not feeling him so much. But you see a grown man that is husband material, he knows what he wants, he searches for it, and when he finds it, he locks it down. Yeah. Once I, once I realized, you know, that Lisa was actually my wife, what did I do? I called and I locked that thing down and said, hey, you know, the Lord, I'm, uh, Lord said that you're my wife. I think I might have apologized for, you know, breaking it off and all of that kind of thing. But I called and I said, hey, you know, you're my wife. And she left the guy she was with. She came back to me and I think it was, I don't know, she'll have to tell, but I think it was about, it was less than four months. We were married. Because once a grown man, you know, finds what he knows he's been looking for, he locks it down. And I had never in my life been faithful to any woman in my life. This we 28 years deep. Because that was wifey. Come on, somebody. Any man that can't articulate decisively is not a man mentally. You got to beg a man. You got to talk him into saying what you're trying to get him to say. He's, he's a, that's a little boy in his mind. Therefore, he's not a husband. If he's not a grown man, he's not a husband. Or at the very least, he's not your husband. And the Bible says in James 1 and 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If a man is not clearly articulating interest in being your husband or you being his wife, you should never presume or assume anything. You should move forward with your life if it is your intention to be a wife. Now, if you just want to be a side chick, if you just want to be some, a woman that a man plays with for the next 20 years sexually, if you just want to be a baby factory for a man that you don't have any covenant with, well, you know, that's your choice. I would try to advise you against it, but you're grown. You got to make up your own mind. But if you, if in your mind you're thinking you want to be a wife and you have a man that's not articulating marriage, you should not presume or assume that this man will ever make you his wife. Now the second thing is that he relaxes you. How do you know, how, how do you know that this man has what it takes to be your husband. He relaxes you 
into your feminine. A man that is qualified to be your husband has to possess an energy that naturally puts you into your feminine. See, most women today, um, especially black women, but not exclusively black women, um, are socially positioned, socially engineered to have to live in your masculine. And why is that? It's because um, most women today do not have a man that fulfills that masculine role. So most women today are in a place where you got to always make decisions. You got to always be uh, the hero, you got to always be the strong one, you got to always figure it out, you got to always make decisions, everybody's always leaning on you, and the sad thing is, some of y'all got a so-called man, and, and, and he, he won't even let you get out of your masculine, because he's so into his feminine, he's kept, he's, he's sensitive, he won't make decisions, and so most women live like the boss, and ain't nothing wrong with being a boss as a woman. You know, I, you know, I ain't got no problem with that. I believe in it. Come on. I believe the Proverbs 31 woman was a boss. But she had, she had a man that allowed her to be able to take that boss hat off when necessary and shift into her feminine. She was, she was a great mother. She was a great wife. She did all of those things. She bought and sold land and she made business deals. She was able to manage both of these sides because she had a man that allowed her to relax into her feminine. And see, I don't care how sexually attracted you are to a guy. I don't care um, how much money a dude makes. If he's not carrying the kind of masculine energy that allows you to fall back and say, oh, okay, he got it, I'm going to chill, I'm preaching better than y'all shout, you know, I, you know it, I, it trips me out sometimes when we have uh, major financial issues in our house, you know, uh, or not issues, but financial demands, and Lisa will come in, she'll say, well, this is what we're dealing with. We, we need this, we need that, we need that. And I'll say to her, okay, I got it. And I mean, she's going like a child, like a little child playing. She's going to forget about any of that because she knows if I tell her I got it, she can be carefree. Come on now. If I say, don't worry about that, babe, I got that. She goes off completely carefree because she got a man that allows her to relax into her feminine. Now watch this. She's boss enough that if I say, I got to figure this out, she can sit at the table with me. We can go through the drawing board and we can figure out how to put it together together. If she needs to, she can figure out the whole deal on her own. That's how much of a boss she is. But because she has a man in her life that has proven to her, when I tell you I got it, I got it. What does that require? That requires consistency. You see, a woman will never be able to relax into her feminine until she has come to a point where she can actually trust a man. That means dude, has, has, dude will have to have a track record of doing what he said. 
over and over and over and over again. And so a man that is qualified to be your husband, he's going to have to have that kind of energy that, that you can trust him, you respect him, you admire him. In 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, there we see Sheba, Queen of Sheba, coming to meet King Solomon. And y'all know I love this. And it says, and Solomon told her all her questions. She was asking this dude questions to test him. There was not anything hid from the king, which he told her not. And when the Queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom, when she had seen it, the, the evidence of it, she wasn't going off potential, she was going off of fruit. And the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel and his cupbearers and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. This chick's mind was blown because this dude, this dude had it going on. He just demanded her respect. And though she was a boss, she fell back and said, wow, you got to have a dude that does that to you. See, but you got to be looking for more than six, two hundred thousand dollars a year, more, you know, sexual capacity. You, you got to look deeper than that old surface level stuff because that stuff, you know, that, that, that stuff don't matter at the end of the day, to be quite honest with you. You're going to need a man with character. You're going to need a man that's going to be able to hold you down. When, when you are in the heat of a battle, you're going to need a man that will slap somebody down for you. And you, you, you're going to need a man that, that you know I can chill because bro man got it. See, this guy, you will naturally respect him because his character and energy will command it. See, clowns demand respect. Submit, submit. That's a clown. I've never told my wife submit. I've lived my life in a way that commands respect. I don't have to demand it. My character commands it. So he, he relaxes you into your feminine. You're able, in other words, there was a movie with um, Whitney Houston and uh, a few other famous actresses. Waiting to exhale. Every woman in America, or most women in America, waiting to exhale, waiting for a man that's going to show up and actually be the man that she can take off all of this weight she's had to carry, and she can drop that weight for a while. Come on now. But she ain't got to be the strongest one in the room no more. Because now she has a man that allows her to relax into her feminine. You know, this guy, he demonstrates interest in you. The guy that will, will allow you to relax in your feminine. He makes you know that he's interested in you. You know, he's attracted to you. And it's not, it's not all sexual. He's just, this guy's just interested in you. And it allows you to just, you know, unwind and open up. Let it be. He supports you without competition or intimidation. See, a feminine man is going to always be intimidated by your accomplishments, your strength, and in, in subtle ways and in sometimes not so subtle ways, 
he's going to be in competition with you rather than complimenting you. He's going to compete against you. Let us see. This guy possesses a gentle strength. This guy possesses a gentle strength. You know, as much as I, um, anybody that knows me knows that I'm, I'm afraid of dogs. I don't care if the dog is that big or 300 pounds. I don't want to do no dog. I love looking at them on Instagram. I think they're beautiful. I think they're brilliant. I think dogs are smarter than we think them to be. I think they understand more than we think they understand. You just look at some of that stuff. It's amazing. But I'm saying all that to say, I, I'm looking at, look, I like to look at these videos of these cane corsos, I think they call them. These are big, huge, powerful, strong, majestic dogs. And I'm looking at these big 200-pound-plus dogs, man, with all of this strength and these big heads and these big jaws and mouths and teeth. And I look at these little one- and two-year-old babies laying in their grasp. Wow. And they're, they're like so gentle with these little babies. And if something or someone comes around that they, they think might be there to harm the baby, they get in defensive mode. You can see all of the muscles tense up and you can see the strength and the power. Well, that's, that's, that's a, uh, maybe not a great depiction of what I mean by this guy that is able to allow you to relax into your feminine possesses a gentle strength. This guy, is, he's a meek guy, you know. Uh, he has all the power in the world to tether, you know, tear everything down. But when it comes down to you, he handles you gently, respectfully. Watch this. You, you're never afraid of this guy. You, 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 you're never made afraid that this guy is going to take his strength and use it against me. You're always certain in this guy's care. Nobody had, uh, you, you had better not try to do anything untoward relative to me because my man, though he's gentle, he's a giant. Uh, and watch this. Mm, I like this. The guy that is your husband, man, my time is running away from me. The guy that is your husband, I guess this is number, what is this? This is number three. Yeah, let's make this number three. I'm just plugging this in because it, it's worthy of it. The guy that is your husband is number three, a, he's the guy you will naturally desire to help. You will naturally desire to help. Now what do we have today? And y'all hear me out before you start typing stuff. We got, we got two extremes. We got, we got one extreme over here. We got women who uh, want to take and build them a man. They want to give him stuff that he should have only he can only get from God and from within himself and and other other male mentors. So you got those that want to just take a little man that's clearly not a man, but he's grown 
and, and you, you want to, you call yourself helping him to be a man. So you can't help a man to be a man. You got to already be a man. And then you, on the other extreme, you got women who um, are at a point where you've been so disappointed by what you've seen of, of men. You're like, I ain't doing nothing. I'm not helping. I'm not, I'm not doing nothing for no man. Well, you don't want a husband. Because in Genesis 2.18, the Bible says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. That was the wife. Now watch this. When God created Eve, Eve didn't come on the scene having to put Adam together. Let me give you a vision. Let me bring you shopping. Let me teach you how to behave. No, 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 no. Adam had all of that stuff already put together between he and the creator. What Adam needed help with was the fact that God had given him an assignment to, to multiply and to replenish. And he could not do that by himself. So God said, it's not good for you to be alone. I'm going to make you some help. Now watch this. If a brother does not have something for you to help with, he ain't your husband. If, if you see a brother grinding, got his nose to the grindstone, and, and putting in work, and you know you possess a skill set that can help this man, and you have no desire to help him, guess what? You ain't his wife. Because when you meet your husband, it don't matter what you've gone through with dudes in the past, he's going to relax you into your femininity so much so that you're going to have a natural desire to want to help him. Now let me get out of that before I get in trouble. Number four, guy that is, would be your husband and his husband material is a guy that will work for you, earn If a man is not motivated to work, he ain't your husband. Here, here you a whole woman and you're interested in this cat and he has, the, he has the honor of holding you on his arm and going places with you and probably sleeping with you and having sex with you and none of that motivates this dude to get off his behind and go get a job. Because... You know, pure male energy, you know, pure male energy uh, dictates within a man's own heart that I'm going to provide for my woman and for my children. Pure, 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 pure male energy is not, not that comfortable with sitting back saying, well, my woman got us. When you meet the man that is husband material, and more specifically your husband, this is a guy that's going to figure out how you live your life, what you need, and you're going to start seeing him make moves in terms of employment, business, or whatever, investments, to position himself to be 
uh, in a better place to provide you with everything you need. Even if you're a professional woman or an entrepreneur yourself, making, making you know, however much money you might make, you're going to see dude go to work and you're going to see dude's numbers come up. Man, I, I, work, I work to provide for my wife. I work to provide for my wife. I work to provide, provide for my children, you know, I work to provide for my wife. Now I got, we got our grandbabies because a man that is a husband, he, he, he works for, he works for his woman. Now let me, that brings me to something else. There's some of you all that have great men and you're constantly complaining about, um, you know, him working. But he's working and he's bringing his money home to you. The way to deal with that is not to complain to the brother about the purest way a man demonstrate his, demonstrates his love for his woman. That is by going to work. The way you communicate that is, Bay, you know, I just need you. I really completely and totally appreciate you being the kind of man that takes care of us and makes certain that we have more than we need. But what I need sometimes, but what I need all the time, really more than the money or at least alongside the money, is I need that quality time with you. So can I ask you to give me one day a week, depending on what he does, every two weeks, where, where you can pull away from some of this and it can just be you and I. Because I, I, I get it. I see you working for your family. I get it. But don't ever shoot a man down for working because when a man loves a woman, he goes to work. When a man loves a woman, he goes to work. Lisa can tell you. Man, I, I'll say to Lisa, look, I, I, I'm not accepting no more. I'm not, I, don't want, I don't want to go no more. I don't accept no more engagements. I don't want to do nothing else. I'm just going to chill. And then somebody calls, an email comes in saying, well, won't you come? Love for him to come here, love for him to come there, and so forth. And I say, okay, let me go to work. Because when a man loves a woman, he works. If, I'm, if you have not motivated a brother, you've been dating a brother for a minute, and he ain't motivated to get off his behind and get a job, you're fooling yourself. That man ain't your husband. Listen to what the Bible says in Genesis 29, 18 through 20, talking about Jacob and Rachel. Um, in Genesis 28, 29, 18 and 20, it says, And Jacob loved Rachel. He what? Loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years. He's talking to her father. I'll serve you. I'll be your servant for seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man abide with me and serve or work for her for seven years. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. He served for seven years for this woman and it felt like just a few days because of the love he had. And here you got a dude that you've not motivated to get off of his dusty bottom and go get a job? And you trying to bring that here and try to call that a husband? That's another son. Maybe he had no son. Maybe he only had a daughter. Now you got your son. So that's number four, right? He works for you. Number five, he brings healing to you.
the man that would be your husband, the husband type, he does not compound your traumas. This guy brings healing to you. A man that is your husband brings healing to your soul. Um, Bible is on the other side of the room, but in the 23rd Psalm, um, David talks in there about how the Lord, how he restoreth my soul. And I think it may be the, um, I think it may be the message Bible version of that uh, verse where it says, he lets me catch my breath. The man that would be your husband brings healing to your soul. Let me show you in Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. It says, husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church. Husbands love your wives as Christ also loved the church. So Jesus is, the way Jesus loves the church or loved the church is the model for how a husband loves a wife. And listen to what it says. And Jesus gave himself for it. Sacrificed his life. That he might sanctify and cleanse it. With the washing of water by the word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that it should be holy and without blemish. Notice how Christ loves the church. By sacrificing himself, by sanctifying the church, by purifying the church, and by eliminating all of the church's imperfections. Not judging the church, not traumatizing the church, but sanctifying it, purifying it, eliminating all of its wrinkles and imperfections. That's how a husband shows up in the life of a wife. He brings healing to every broken part of you. He, he, will, he, will, he will fill the void uh, that the father womb, you know, produced within you. He'll, he'll fulfill it through his affirmation of you. What your father should have done in terms of affirming you. The right man that is husband material, the husband type, will affirm you and, and fill your self-esteem bank up. He, he'll, he'll, he will heal your trust issues through his consistency, his honesty, his integrity. And he will assist your happiness. This man will make you smile on purpose. Just write down Deuteronomy 24 and 5. I'll read it. It says, When a man hath taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year, and shall cheer up his wife which he hath taken. A husband learns how to assist his wife's happiness. And then number six and finally, and I'm out of here. I'm done. He is protective of you at all costs. He protects you. He, he does his best to protect you emotionally, physically. And when he fails at that, it, it hurts him. 
I remember, I remember uh, many years ago, Lisa told me that she felt like I didn't um, protect her in, in certain situations. You know, being a pastor and, you know, Lisa coming from a very private life into my world, a very public life, and people have all of these opinions, and there's a lot of politics and a lot of issues that go on in the church. There were a lot of things that I just didn't, I didn't handle right in terms of covering my wife. Well, that, the sting of that has never left me. In fact, we've not talked about it. This is the first time hearing, you know, the, how it affected me, actually. Um, the sting of that never left me. To have heard my wife say to me, I felt like you didn't protect me in that situation, never left me. Because the intention of a husband is to always protect his wife. And if a man is, is potentially husband material, you will see that showing up even in the dating phase. Lisa and I at times would... Um, you know, we, we would walk, and um, at times that she'd be walking out towards the street, and I'd realize, I see a car passing, I realize, okay, no, and I'd take and I'd gently move her to the, you know, to the inside, and I'd take the outside, and I think when I first did that, she was like, what you doing? I said, well, if, if a car jumped the curb, I'll be the first thing it hits. That's the way a husband thinks come on now and so I hope that you've gotten something out of this I want to pray for you I want to pray for you Father God my prayer right now is that you would supernaturally bring calm to the souls of all of those that are listening to this right now and are struggling because they want husbands so bad and maybe dear God just through the process of this conversation, some realize that they're wasting their time with these present situations. And maybe they're even sitting there and they're panicking. God, bring calm to them. And make them understand, dear God, that they have to first be married to them, first be married to you. Love you with all their hearts. And then out of that love for you, they, you will teach them how to be married and whole within themselves. And then from that vantage point, they can accept husbands or not but minister to them now Holy Spirit minister peace and rest and wisdom to them in the name of Jesus Christ amen 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 now listen I'm done I'm done I'm done I'm done I love you I thank God for you don't forget to go by um, my website rcplakes.com sign up for my mailing list uh, those of you that need counseling Better Help Counseling. There's a link in the description for Better Help Counseling. I'm getting great, you know, reviews from many of you. If you use that link um, in the description, it will afford you 10% off of the cost of the counseling. And Better Help will make a deposit into R.C. Blake's Ministries for our referring them. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting all of you that are going to be a part of Mordecai Mission beginning April the 24th. Yes, this is going to be our 2022 class. Looking forward to meeting you in Mordecai Mission. Don't forget to go by Amazon, pick up any or all of my books there. Check out all of my online programs at rcblakes.com 
and sign up again for the mailing list. Now, I'm done. I love you. I want to thank all of you that have sown into our lives, that constantly give into, uh, you know, R.C. Blake's ministries, you know, give to Lisa and I personally, give to New Home Ministries, the church I pastor. I want to thank all of you. I want you to know I love you. All of you that are part of the Cyber Church community, I promise you, we're putting some things together and you're going to be hearing from us very soon relative to launching the actual Cyber Church platform. But thank you for staying plugged in through the social media platforms. But we're pro we have we are providing an actual platform for Cyber Church and you're going to be hearing from us very soon. So hey, I love you. Remember this, you're on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. So guess what? We, Lisa and I, will see you at the top. God bless you. Until next time. We here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you're there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.